0: Hello, and welcome to another Mega Bros podcast. My name is Danny. And yeah, I'm Donnie. Uh, and Donnie, tonight we just have a couple of ideas that are floating around. Nothing, you know, too big to start a whole podcast about, but one of our favorite topics that we like to bring up called loose balls. Loose balls. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, and anyone in between, we have another loose balls episode for you. Uh, just a couple, like a you know, little 10 or 5 minute things that we. We could try to stretch it out for half an hour, and certainly we could, but does anyone really want to listen to us do that all the time?
1: I mean, maybe, but really, like, these are just going to be some nice, fast, hard-hitting. Like, let's get right down to it. We got a bunch of balls in the air, and let's grab those balls.
0: And the... <laughs> that wasn't as bad as it sounded, or as good as it sounded. I don't know. It depends what you're listening to. Um, <laughs> but the first one I want to bring up uh, is Nintendo's E3. Uh, we briefly touched on some aspects of it and. I think just talking about how they announced a new Metroid, uh, and Advance Wars being remade for the Switch. And I just... I I do this every year with Nintendo, I want to get excited, I want to think that they finally get it, and I just don't think they ever do. Um, I, I had hoped that they would show Metroid Prime 4, something in there, and they didn't. They alluded to it. Uh, and Metroid Dread looks like it's going to be good, and, you know, another t- uh, two-dimensional Metroid game, so I, I really can't complain all that much. But, uh, it's just another year of Nintendo just kind of being lackluster, despite having just so much potential.
1: See, it's weird to me that you, that you think that that's lackluster, because I would honestly think that Metroid Dread is, like, your, like... Number one, like, wet dream come through because that's like a 2D platformer Metroid on the Switch, like, updated, new, and in that, like, kind of, like, horrorish vein, like, the same way that Fusion was, which we've talked about as, like, uh, is one of the best Metroid games, period. So, I, I'm a little surprised to hear you knock really super stoked about Dread.
0: You know, I gotta be honest, it's kind of the way it was presented to me. Uh, when they, right before they showed the trailer for it, they said, Oh, I know a lot of you here from Metroid Prime 4, and we're we don't have anything to show you. And oh, I, the
1: old Blizzard fake-out. Oh. Yeah.
0: And, I, I you know, I'm, I'm excited for Dread. I'm going to get it, and I'm sure it's going to be good. It's just not it's not what I wanted. I wanted Prime 4. I wanted to something on it. and I just feel like Nintendo does this a lot.
1: Yeah, I think Nintendo, uh, honestly, like, you know, for as much as we shit on Blizzard, like, Nintendo is the original out-of-touch company. I mean, it, I think... You know, when it comes to the video game market, Nintendo's really the the odd man out in terms of they're usually the crazy kid off in the corner doing whatever they want. And you know, sometimes they come out with something amazing and beautiful, and it's the Wii. And sometimes they give you a piece of crap, and you're like, I I, I did not ask for the Wii
0: U. <laughs> yeah, they just we've done I think we've done a whole podcasts on it before. Like they just they just don't get it. I mean, it's hard to say that too because it's a company that. You know, prints money, makes you know a hand over fist. I mean, Pokemon games alone could keep them in business forever. So it's not oh like... Oh my god, I... It's not like they're going anywhere, but it's just like... You know, you'd like to see them... You know, I don't know, get with the times, I guess?
1: You would. And, like, you'd like to see them, like, take some of these games that they have and just, like, optimize them. Like, you know, I mean, first of all... Uh you and me could do a better with the job with the Pokemon series than whatever the idiots at Game Freak have been doing. I mean, I could literally... I could do an entire podcast about all, about all of the problems I've had with po- the various incarnations of Pokemon in the last 20 years. And I could probably do an entire series of podcasts. You know what? Maybe I will one of these days. I'll just do, like, a nice solo podcast about all the things I don't like about Pokemon, even though I love Pokemon. But, yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. But, I mean, the truth is, like, we... You're exactly right. Like Nintendo, just really marches to the beat of their own drum, and they always seem to have this idea that they need to zig when everyone else zags, and that the only thing keeping them in business is being different. And you know, I mean, it's it, <laughs> again, like we're 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 punching up pretty pretty high here because like it, it, Nintendo again, Prince money hand over fist. It's not like they're it's not like they're hurting it's not like they're you know failing miserably without our advice here um, so you know t- keeping all of this with a grain of salt but y- you just wish that they just like take the time and just like really do what would work best like how in god's green earth has like a, a, a you know another metroid game taken this long to come out like how, in God's green earth, have they not done a decent Star Fox game in years? Like, how are they just letting F-Zero hang by the wayside? Like, for God's sakes, I mean, the last F-Zero game came out around the same time Sonic Adventure did.
0: It's just, like, it's just you know. title after title where they, they are good, they're not great, and they just, there's so much more potential there. And I think the best example that I can give of any kind of game because they did announce a new one at the C3 is Mario Party. The first Mario Party for the Switch you couldn't play a board game online why like that's their big mode mario party would be perfect online you would hate everyone in the world it would be awesome and why 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 i just can only say why like (laughs) it was meant to be online and it wasn't so
1: I mean, I'll, I'm going to be completely honest with you here I have no idea why we needed Mario Party 2 Plus Like, I will never understand why we keep needing more and more sequels to Mario Party That's That that one, I don't get it But then again, we can't play Mario Party very much Because I, I think the last time that we were in the same room playing Mario Party we There were at least two people dead, 18 wounded And th- th- for some reason, a, a, a seal I, I don't know how it got in there
0: Yeah, it, it's it's not a pretty sight I mean, it just, it's just a hate-filled night
1: yeah, just fury and anger. And, but, you know, I mean, when we talk about Nintendo, like, you know, I'm excited about Dread, but, like, I can definitely see what you're saying in terms of, like, you know, them souping it up for Metroid Prime 4 and then be like, well, nope. So, but... I And I know they announced Breath of the Wild too I, I think we've kind of established, though, like, um, as stupid as this sounds, Breath of the Wild was not necessarily our particular cup of tea. Like, it just didn't really, like, I mean, you know, not to speak for you, Dan, but, like, I didn't really... I don't like the open world thing. Like, I like to have a game that I can progress in. If I want an open world game, I'm gonna go play the shit out of my heavily modded Skyrim game so I can shoot my lightsaber arrows at Darth Vader from you know the middle of uh, Hyrule Field instead of like actually playing the real game.
0: Yeah, I I, I wanted to love Breath of the Wild more than I did, and it's and I know I know we've talked about this a million times too. I just there was a time where people i, I think it was probably when skyward sword came out or even um you know some of the earlier ones uh toon link I, it's on the tip of my tongue wind waker honestly as
1: soon as, yeah, as soon as toon link <laughs> comes out i'm, I'm, I'm out so
0: <laughs> when people said that you know the ocarina of time formula might need to change or or need to be updated and they can't do the same thing over and over well for one, I would say wrong, but two, <laughs> but two, I, I don't think you needed to trash it completely. Uh, I like the idea of a, in general of an open world, but I would like it to have some kind of like direction or you know some kind of way of making your character better because there is none of that. There's right? just you're the same person from start to finish. You can just buy more stuff that'll break.
1: Yeah, that's the worst fucking thing. The stupid breakable items. Like, it's uh, ugh, all right. I'm not going down that road. No, we, no. <laughs> this is this is a loose balls, and we got other balls to to loosen here.
0: Why don't you uh, throw a ball in the court then? You
1: know, I would like to talk about a uh, speaking of balls and things that Nikhil Harry can't catch. Um, <laughs> I would like <laughs> to talk about his most recent <laughs> request for a trade. Um, first of all,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what an
1: idiot! What a fucking moron! Like. Nikhil Harry you have literally been the worst first round pick of the Belgic era and that's including Dominic Dominique Easley who completely flamed out within two seasons like yeah you lasted longer than him but you somehow did less than a defensive tackle with two torn ACLs worth of knees like I what a fucking joke I I, I guess like you could probably you know say that you know his, his agent is just trying to like put a fire under belichick to, so that like get his clients some good opportunities before training camp but like i'm sorry Nikhil harry is literally like the worst receiver i've seen in years like he is a he's supposed to be a big strong possession receiver who can't out muscle anybody can't run and can't catch like come on what who who is trading for him if we got a seventh round pick i'd be like wow that is a fucking steal
0: and not to mention like I I heard this on the radio, so I haven't looked it up, but it might be true. I think Nikhil Harry's agent is like a defense attorney, like a criminal defense attorney. And I I don't mean that in a way to like, you know, dump on the guy. But obviously, he's not really into the whole sports thing and probably doesn't know what he's doing. Um, Bill Belichick would not want Nikhil Harry to fail. I mean, that could go down as one of his worst draft picks, maybe in his career. I mean, they took the receiver so high and he was supposed to be so good and not to mention all the receivers that came out of that particular draft i mean all you had to do
1: brown dk Metcalf, terry mclaurin
0: all you had to do was not pick Nikhil harry in that draft and you would have gotten a good receiver so the idea that belichick would not put him in the right position to succeed or somehow be limiting his opportunities is insane belichick wants him to be good so he can rub it in everyone's face that look at me i picked the right guy and it may have taken him a little bit but we got there
1: but instead we we're stuck with Nikhil Harry demanding a trade despite being known as the guy who ran Brady out of town because he was so fucking bad.
0: Right, and it just, <laughs> to then demand a trade, like, no, you're here's what's going to happen to him now. He's going to sit at the bottom of the Patriots roster until, like, the day they have to announce their final roster. He's going to get cut. He's not going to make an end of your team because their rosters are set. And Belichick is going to ride his ass every single day until then.
1: I mean the honest truth is that like i didn't even necessarily have him making the 53-man roster if you look on our on our blog guys you can see that like i, I have him like at the back end of it but really like isaiah zuber is is coming up on him and as and the, and isaiah zuber at least has the whole thing where he's fucking fast like nikhil harry again big slow weak like what's the what's the draw there um yeah i again completely ridiculous trade demand and uh I, you know what? I would prefer if he would just shut up and put the work in because, like, he clearly hasn't over the last two two seasons.
0: No, and it's, it is disappointing because he is such a big, tall, like, physical receiver and, like, you would... He could be good. He could be. And I, I, again, saw this tweet. I didn't do any fact-checking. But I guess Pro Football Focus tweeted something like, of 100 receivers who qualify for this particular stat, Akil Harry was only open one-on-one 25% of the time, which ranked him 99th out of 100.
1: That checks out. I mean, like, his whole thing is supposed to be, like, he's a contested catch guy, and, like, which is fine, but, like, this is—it's 2021. We don't throw contested balls very often anymore because this isn't, you know, the the late 90s when Randy Moss and Jerry Rice and Chris Carter were tearing it up. Like, you know, now you get guys open because you have various schemes and such, but I—yeah, I mean— I, I guess, like, at this point, I really want Nikhil Harry to work. I would love for him to go out there and shut me up, um, you know, and just be like, you know what? That one fat guy with the podcast, fuck him. And I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Fuck me, man. Fuck me. But <laughs> 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 I'm going to tell him you said that. I, yeah. Well, maybe that'll motivate him Yeah, maybe damn time. Yeah, it should. Yeah. i <laughs> <Yeah>, take
0: that.
1: <laughs> but, uh, Dan, I believe you had some... Uh, some Delicious schadenfreude thoughts about uh, the current state of hockey
0: mm, I sure do now I gotta tell you as you probably could have guessed being an obnoxious Boston fan that I am I am a Bruins fan uh, and I was just mortified that the Montreal Canadiens would make it to the Stanley Cup Finals oh I can't stand it they are the worst franchise and fan base in North American pro sports and I will not hear any arguments against that uh, they are terrible they made it to the finals in a year where they had a phase Toronto in the first round, which we all know is an Toronto automatic playoffs, Wow. That's a free win right there. So they get to the second round. They had Edmonton, who had their best player suspended, and there was a bunch of shit wrong with them. And then they had the Golden Knights, who are, in their short existence, kind of turning into one of those proverbial choking loser teams. And it's early, <laughs> but it's not looking good for them. So that's their road and now they're flying high and they think they have a chance against the Tampa Bay Lightning who I also hate but I don't hate them as much as Montreal who you have potentially a generationally good team with Steven Stamkos and just that team is just constructed good young and they're probably going to be around for another decade unfortunately and they thought they were going to win come on
1: I mean, first of all, like, as a Boston sports fan, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I need to hate Florida teams a lot more. Um, it was kind of already there with the Dolphins, but, like, now with, you know, a certain team stealing away our quarterback and, you know, the Lightning being what they are, like, you know, I'm really starting to feel like the entire city of Tampa can go, you know, drink a whole bottle of fuck themselves.
0: Yeah, I, they they were a terrible city to begin with, and yeah, giving them any kind of legitimacy, I, we got to take that away from them.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're not huge fans of Florida, the frig, You no. know, it's all hot and swamp assy i mean we do at at that point it just melts together into swass
0: i would not survive there very well no 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 no. we'd literally melt but you know more importantly fuck the haps and i gotta say one thing that i'm a little worried about uh the tampa mayor mayor i can't say the word correctly the mayor mayor mayor, (laughs) that sounds now it sounds like a a a weird word oh (laughs) jeez. i was not expecting that no me neither holy crap Okay, so we're going to say this right. The mayor of Ta- jesus <laughs> the head of sorry. The head of the city of Tampa Bay, who was elected to run it as the person that she is, <laughs> um, potentially may have angered the hockey gods and jinxed the team because before game four, she said, oh, I really think the Lightning should go easy on the Habs, and then that way they can win it in game five in Tampa, and we can have a celebration. Oh dear. Yeah, don't, don't really love that. Uh, once. You oh, start, the hockey
1: gods do not look fondly upon that.
0: Yeah, once you start trying to manipulate wins and losses to try to get the thing you want, I mean, when you when you got a team down for 0 you gotta you gotta stamp them out. I mean, yeah. it doesn't happen often, but it happens more often in hockey than in any other sport. I mean, you you can't lose a three nothing lead, and it's you know it, Tampa's way not better than the them.
1: Habs, especially. No. <laughs>
0: Oh, you would never hear the end of it. That franchise is terrible. Oh, please don't do that to us, Tampa. Oh, my
1: God. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. It's like the Yankees if they spoke French. But... Oh,
0: Jesus. Don't even... Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's pretty <coughs> terrible. Oh. oh. Okay, That. that's enough of that talk right there.
1: You know what, Dan? Let's talk about something a little bit more enjoyable. I was thinking, you know, we haven't really done, like, a good, like, boss battle type of thing, and it was hi- it, we, it was hard to come up with something good, but I was thinking, you know... You always hear a lot of people talking about coke versus pepsi right
0: yeah i hear that a lot
1: yeah you well know, you know i mean kind of thinking like we could just go through and settle that real quick i don't know if it's really needs to be its whole its own podcast but you know i mean you got like your you get your cola your coke versus pepsi you got your lemon lime drink your sprite versus sierra mist you got your citrusy drink your mountain dew versus mellow yellow you know and then you got your root beers you got mug versus barks so let's figure we could just go down do a quick little bracket and who you
0: got Who do I got? So in the first round, Coke versus Pepsi, I mean, this is like the eternal struggle and it's always gonna be the first one that people argue about. I'm a Coke person. I like Pepsi. I'm not one of those people who, when you sit down at a a restaurant and you say, you want Coke and they say, is Pepsi fine? Yeah, Pepsi's fine. And that's how I feel about it. Uh, I think Coke just has a little bit more of a, I don't know the right word, but more of a zing to it
1: perhaps. Yeah,
0: it, it tastes better.
1: It does. i'm I'm with you yeah yeah i mean they both kind of taste like malted battery acid after a little bit you know if you're drinking too much of it but like really i i just uh, i'm with you there like coke has a little bit more bite and pepsi like even fresh pepsi kind of always tastes a little flat
0: yeah it just maybe that's what it is It, it tastes like a little sweeter too and and i've recently started like well not recently it's been a while but coke zero i think I can't do sweet as much as I used to when I was younger, and I could eat, like, a box of cupcakes with Coke, washing it down. Oh, those were the days. Yeah, that, that could not happen um, these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do, I'm with you, though. I swear by Coke Zero instead of... You know, the, all those Zero Sugar products are a lot better. The Mountain Dew Zero Sugar is very good as well. But first, we got to get to so Sprite versus Sierra Mist.
0: Sprite versus... Me. So, I want to pick Sprite. I think I like Sierra Mist too. I, I don't... Sierra Mist is one that I usually go for, let me say that. I, it's usually Sprite if I pick between the two. Um, so I guess I'm going Sprite.
1: I'm with you there. Like, and, and again, this goes back to the flatness thing, but I feel like I've never had a bottle of Sierra Mist that wasn't flat. Like even like buying it right out of the cooler like you're just like what m- m- the shit <laughs> I you know I, it's one of those things that came out with years ago and like I get the whole idea but again like Sprite just has a little bit of the crisper flavor it actually tastes like lemons and limes if you really look hard enough uh, Sierra Miss is just like oh okay this is like you know, carbonated waterish drink
0: yeah they kind of they like, kind of yeah. like that Pepsi thing too where it's like like the, the, the flavor is more defined between the, the Coke and the Sprite and then you kind of have like the Pepsi version which is like buzzier I like, I guess, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's like sweeter but like not in like a distinctive way.
0: Yeah, just it's it's fine. Again, if you're at a restaurant and you say Sprite and they say it's serum is fine. Like yeah, that's that's fine, I'll take it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, again, like there's not really like a huge gulf between any of these, except for our next one here. Mountain Dew versus Mellow Yellow. Who you got there?
0: Oh, yeah. See, this is like a, a big difference because to me, Mellow Yellow might as well not even exist. It's Mountain Dew. And if I order a Mountain Dew and they say Yellow Mellow Fine, I'd say no, I'd take something else
1: i'm with you there except that like you know i i do like the local burger King has, has mellow yellow and i will get that from there because you know a lot of times i want mountain dew and even though it's not mountain dew it's close enough to mountain dew that i can be like yeah, i kind of had a mountain dew flavored thing but yeah no mountain dew stomps in this round
0: yeah and and that's just like the base mountain dew i mean if we want to talk about all the different flavors i mean that in itself is probably a podcast but you know base mountain dew is delicious
1: Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, basement Mountain Dew. I mean, Code Red, Baja Blast. Year, I mean, you, the flavor quality is just insane there. But um, and then so for the other 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 fight in our initial round here, you got Barks Root Beer versus Mug Root Beer. Uh, I I got a clear choice here. What what are you thinking?
0: I I typically have not been a root beer guy. I will say that uh, up front. Uh, usually, the only time I have root beer is when I'm mixing it with like rum or you know Jack and Doo. Uh, mm, Jack and Dews. Jack and Dews. I, I guess if I had to pick one, I actually like the Mugs a little beer on this one. Really?
1: Yeah. We are coming to our first disagreement because I feel like Barks is just much better and has caffeine in it.
0: Yeah, see, I, I don't feel strongly enough in either one. I think Mugs is probably just the last one I had. Um, I like <laughs> I like root beer. It's just it's not usually it's usually pretty low on the list of things that I would take when I have it. I love it. I mean, it's not like I would turn down a root beer but I'd probably take, like, Coke, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, like, a lot of sodas before it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, we, we left Dr. Pepper off this list, but that has a quality soda as well. I mean, you know, but, yeah, we, with root beer, it's, like, one of those things where, like, the only time I have it is when I'm like, you know what, I haven't had root beer in a month. And then I'm like, okay, I'll wait till next month.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's enough time
1: in between. <sighs> yep. All right, so we got we to gotta wear this one down a little bit. So we got Coke versus Sprite, who you got...
0: This one I definitely go Coke, and it's it's no knock to Sprite. Uh, I think they're both very good in their own right. I think Coke, to me, probably goes with more things. Uh, like I, I think any kind of dinner or meal that I would have, I would like to have it with a Coke. When I think of like some of the best meals that go with it, like pizza and tacos and all the worst food for you, Coke really to me ties it together
1: i'm with you there like sprite like there are definitely times when i'm like yeah no i absolutely want a sprite right now but like it does not it doesn't go with things the way that coke does you're ex- you're exactly right there like you, you, there's a very specific time for sprite yeah. but my god though a cold sprite on like a wicked hot summer day whew,
0: oh yeah i, I mean it's different man that hits better than like a cold coke does it, it, it oh, maybe yeah. just because it's clear and it looks like water and you can like kind of pull yourself. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can kind of trick yourself into thinking you're being
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. you got to take the win somehow. All right.
1: And then we got Mountain Dew versus Mug. I, 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 you know, I'm going to go ahead and say I feel like Mountain Dew just kind of stomps here again. Like, I can't really think of a situation where I wanted root beer over Mountain Dew.
0: Yeah, this one I, I think is easy, too. Um, again, as <laughs> admittedly someone who doesn't drink, you know, um, root beer a lot. Mountain Dew is a clear cut favorite to me. I mean, I could drink a Mountain Dew any single day of my life.
1: Uh, Yeah, I would honestly, like, I would drink Mountain Dew at any point, if at any time, in any amount. Like, it is just, it's, yeah. And, you know, Root Beer, again, very situational. So, you know, it's very good at what it does. But, you know, it's like, it's like picking a pass rusher that's on the field for, like, 15% of your snaps versus a defensive end who's on the field for, like, 85 of them. And it's like, mm, you know, I'm going to want the guy that stays on the field and goes with everything here.
0: Right, it's an easy choice. Yeah,
1: and then Coke versus Mountain Dew. I mean, that's a bit. That's a bit more of a. That's a bit more of a struggle, I think. But,
0: it, see, it, it, this one is another tough one. Uh, I think the answer probably winds up being Mountain Dew for me. But at the same time, I drink Coke Zero every single day. I hardly ever drink Mountain Dew, and I. It's. If we're just talking about the base flavors, like not Coke Zero, but Coke versus Mountain Dew. I like the taste of Mountain Dew better, but I think it's sometimes too sugary for me.
1: Yeah, we're getting old because I definitely, I can definitely understand that vibe. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: <laughs> it's bad because, like, the thought of now, like, I mean, I would just drink two liters at a time of that shit. And the thought mm. of doing a can of Mountain Dew at this particular moment kind of worries me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: god damn but yeah no Mountain Dew is definitely a superior one and that's without even getting into the flavors which you know for the longest time it was just you know Coke and Diet Coke but now I mean they have so many different flavors and especially with all those like freestyle machines like I, I uh, honestly the the best one that I've had so far has been a, a strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper that I got from I think it was a local Mo's. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you get you get those machines that added like the different kinds of flavors. and You're like, oh, see, this is dope. Like, I had a Coke with lime that was amazing too.
0: Yeah, if you start getting into like those different kind of flavor com- combinations, I think Coke gets closer to Mountain Dew, because and Mountain Dew has its own flavors anyways. I mean, Code Red in itself might be the best soda of all time, um, and then you have other flavors that are pretty decent too. So when you, if you can, you know, kind of count those. Like, I see them at Wendy's all the time, the Coke dispensers that you let, like, p- let you pick the flavors. They get closer, but it's still, that ceiling for Mountain Dew is higher.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you mentioned Code Red, and then, like, obviously there's Baja Blast. that so You can get it in any Taco Bell, plus, you know, in stores these days. Um, and, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't mention Game Fuel, which is, you know, the Cadbury Cream Egg of sodas. Like, it's not available for very long, but when it is, holy shit, I
0: need it. hmm <laughs> I fucking, yeah, Game Fuel's awesome, it's, yeah. it just, it reminds you, too, of, like, gaming, because for me, um, all I did was play WoW when I drank that shit, and I would just have, like, multiple boxes of 12 packs just right next to my desk.
1: I mean, yeah, remember that time that we, when we each got a case of the Game Fuel and just went home and <laughs> raided for hours? Oh my god,
0: those are the glory days.
1: <laughs> Friggin' Mike was pissing orange. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Should he have been concerned? Yes. Was he? No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it though, because when I when they brought out the the WoW once, where the, you know the the blue one was the Alliance flavor, and then like I was like, oh my god, my shit is like bright fucking green. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, things that maybe you should be concerned about, but you're not. It's
1: just... Yeah, well, I was just worried about like, oh my god, my DPS is suffering while I'm shitting.
0: <laughs> I can't be doing this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of WoW, we had. Uh, you were mentioning earlier that you got some uh some thoughts on the way that's been going you know i know Shadowlands just you know updated again with a little bit so uh tell us a little bit about wow damn how's yes.
0: it going so you know i am a self-admitted wow addict and i have said many times that i would be logging off for the last time ever and so far none of those have been the last time so i've obviously been lying every single time of that Uh, So I, of course, had to check out Shadowlands. Uh, I fought it for a while, but I thought it had a chance to be a decent expansion. And when I first started playing it, uh, as someone who doesn't have a whole lot of time, I thought it was pretty decent uh, for anyone out there who's familiar with the game. Uh, You choose a Covenant, which is one of four factions. You complete their Covenant stories. You level up with them. Uh, But the thing here is, unlike other past um reputation grinds where you just do the same dungeon over and over or daily quests they had a cap on the leveling that you could do so you know if you can get three levels in a week that was it and the good thing about that is in a week you generally could catch up with that so maybe i'm not on every day and maybe i'm not catching up to people but i felt like i could still be part of it uh and my problem why i quit this time uh maybe for the last, I don't know yet, (laughs) is their release from their 9.1 patch took almost a full year. I mean, it just launched recently, uh, and it was supposed to be out a lot sooner, and I just don't think they're adding enough. Um, Yeah, sure, they're adding a whole new raid tier, and I get it, but I I think the expansion probably had a little bit more problems than originally anticipated. Uh, Again, for people who played it, Torghast has been kind of a boring failure. Uh, It was supposed to be their attempt at like a roguelike type thing, where you would go in there and, uh, you know, you wouldn't necessarily lose anything but you could go through uh, a dungeon solo or queue up, get some things that you needed to craft legendaries, but the problem was you needed to do these, so that becomes less fun. There was, it was a a pass-fail thing, you either got to the end and you got the item, or you failed and you didn't so you wasted all that time uh and and frankly the powers that they gave you and some of the things you could unlock to presumably get stronger and have fun really weren't that interesting uh maybe for some classes like i think tanks went through it a lot quicker uh i was a warlock and i had some fun talents there was like maybe two but if i didn't get those it was boring as hell and i didn't like it Yeah, so, you know, I, I thought it was an expansion that had some hope. Um, it doesn't, in my opinion, and I also have to admit that I'm playing Burning Crusade Classic.
1: I mean... <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I didn't mean but, to unload that on you right there. <laughs> you, you certainly did. I was thinking, like, okay, I'll just go ahead and, you know, add in some closing thoughts about it. But no, 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 now you, now you got Burning Crusade Classic on there, and I... I don't know i i just don't understand the whole classic thing like i I, in i definitely understand how nostalgia is a thing i mean like you know i'm literally wearing a a mario brothers shirt right this second so i i I get it but i just don't understand like you know what's what's the end game there like i mean like eventually like you get to the point where you were in burning crusade but like you you could have done that you know 20 years ago almost like i don't i, I don't know i mean like it, how is that how is that going for you like is that is that fun is that enjoyable or
0: so i'm i'm having a good time with it and you know it, it could be rose colored glasses because uh, bc and, and wrath are really where i you know hit my wild WoW prime uh and i did play vanilla classic because i i had it a subscription at the time it was released because it came out pretty close to shadowlands uh, and that I didn't find as enjoyable as I thought I would. Um, the game has come a long way since Vanilla, and it shows. Uh, I, I think they're smart to release it as is for the people that want it, um, but it, it's definitely aged. Uh, and for me, BC, I, I thought they struck a good balance there at the time between grindy stuff and, and challenging and, and not too over-the-top. Uh, and maybe I'll find out that I'm wrong as I play more. But for what I'm doing now, I'm having a pretty good time.
1: That's good. I mean, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Like, for me at least, like, I, when, when I did try Classic for a bit there, I was just kind of sitting there. Like, I, I just don't, like, it was not, it was not fun for me at that point in, in my gaming career. Like, I could definitely see where, like, I would have enjoyed it when I was younger. And, you know, like, for instance, when I was playing WoW, just to hang out with my friends. You know, cough, cough, this guy here, cough.
0: Um, don't, don't listen to him. I'm not his friend.
1: <laughs> this guy. Yeah. This guy is like my best friend, and he knows it. Bastard. Stop saying that. I'm going to keep telling everybody. You keep that up. I'm going to tell people that we're butt buddies,
0: too. Oh, wow. You son of a bitch. You would.
1: Yeah. Well, take that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess I will. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Yes. On. I,
1: you know, when it comes to WoW Classic, like, I I, I guess, like, my whole thing is just, like, I, I'm with you in that, like, game design has come a long way in the last, you know, nearly 20 years now. Jesus Christ. That game is Holy old. Crap. Um, but you know for me like i've never been a big fan of the grindy elements like i don't really want to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again just to get some random drop or you know get like some sort of incremental progress like I I like things that have like some level of a skill component to them. I don't like doing the same thing over and over again with without like reasonably guaranteed results, and that's why like the other thing like I always like burn out on Diablo games as soon as I get to like the end game because I'm like oh now I got to grind for these uniques or that you know these affixes and I'm like you know what I, I just don't want to. I'm gonna go back and play something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the grinds are a lot less appealing to me this time around, and I know when I played at first i try to unlock all the months that i could and get all the factions all up i could i know i'm not doing that this time and like my goal now is to get to end game do a couple heroics maybe get into Karazan, and then that's probably as far as i'll go
1: that was how you got me back in 2000 whatever it was
0: <laughs> fucking karazhan <laughs> that's a, that's the dream that that is that's my most nostalgically favorite raid i think my favorite raid is ulduar but Karazan's right there
1: yeah, Ulduar's number one for me, but that was the first raid where I was, like, competent enough to actually enjoy it and do well. So, mm, yeah, uh-uh, Best damn chamois in the West, except yeah. for, you know, the whole dying thing.
0: Yeah, that, that didn't really help you.
1: I was really good at dying, though. Like, I came up with some creative ways to
0: do it. I, I don't even know how you did it half the time.
1: I the, the, the part where, like, I somehow drew magical aggro for a fusion punch and then died and then that was it. <coughs>
0: <laughs> like, not anywhere near the top of the, the list and bam, for fusion punch nope. to the face.
1: Just all of a sudden, this, you know, the the big, you know, Iron Giant dude just turns around and is like, no, fuck you in particular.
0: <laughs> uh, at least the tank didn't have to take that one.
1: <laughs> no, He was very thankful for that, but he was like, uh, what happened? <laughs> no one could explain. <laughs> uh, we still haven't explained it to this day. But, no, you know, those are, our, those are our big sack of loose balls there. And, uh, you know, we had, we had a lot of, lot of things to talk about. But, you know, really, it's the middle of summer. It's always tough to, to find stuff to, you know really go in depth on so but for the mega bros here i'm
0: donnie and i'm danny